Becoming a millionaire isn't hard, and 99% of people can do it. Is it hard nowadays with technology in the palm of your hand, mentors on demand, unlimited information? What else do we need to give you at this point in (laughs) history to give you a shot of getting embarrassingly wealthy? I mean, like, look, even look at the statistics. One in, I believe, eight Americans is considered a millionaire. Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. Truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting, and here's the episode. Welcome back, guys. We got real estate legend Cody Sperber here today. How's it going, man? Dude, doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I thought I'd come off firing right off the gate. So you made a, bring, bring the heat. You made a crazy, uh, not crazy, it's all perspective, but you made a statement last year saying, Becoming a millionaire isn't hard, and 99% of people can do it. Do you disagree? I don't, but I'd love to hear your perspective on that, because that would get a lot of hate from people on social media. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, is it hard nowadays with technology in the palm of your hand, mentors on demand, unlimited information, chat GPT? Like, what what else do we need to give you at this point in (laughs) history to give you a shot of getting embarrassingly wealthy? I mean, like, look, even look at the statistics— uh, and you guys can look this up. One in, I believe, eight Americans is considered a millionaire. Wow, really? One in eight. That's high. Yeah. I didn't know it was that high. Yeah. Um, unf- you know, it's crazy. More people are considered millionaires than uh, considered healthy. Whoa. That is, that is just You know, think about there. that. One in, tw- in 25,000 Americans have a six-pack. That's low. <laughs> yeah, that, do you have it's a six-pack? It's easier to, make a six, to get a six-pack. Than it is to make a million bucks, but more people make money than have good health. Yeah. I know you've been running, so I'm guessing you have that six pack now. I got it. I look good naked. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but look, let's just be honest. There's, there's a lot of ways online, a lot of ways with crypto and in stocks and especially in real estate to make a lot of money very quickly. It's not like it was back in the day. Even when, when I first started, it was a lot harder. Mm. You know, I, I have young kids right now going through like different programs of mine that they're able to build a personal brand very quickly. Yeah. Um, even even take, take like what you're doing here. Did you know you were going to do so well off a podcast? No. I mean, not at first. I mean, I lost money the first six months, but not a lot of people are willing to lose money those first six months, year, whatever it takes and see the long-term game. I think that's where people, they want the short-term money. Yeah. You see, and you nailed it. That's the challenge. It's a psychological mental roadblock of becoming wealthy. Most people have a poor relationship with money. I mean, look, let, let's just look at what it is. Most Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Most of them. Mo- On average, the average American saves about $1,000 a year. That's it. But they're carrying about $8,000 worth of credit card debt. Mm. On average here in the U.S., average consumer household debt is $101,000. Right. Uh, how much money do you think it takes to comfortably retire? These days, millions. Millions, right? Yeah, for sure. Forbes, according to Forbes, it's about $3 million. Yeah. But if you look at what people actually save is about $170,000 on average. Mm. So it, right now, if I asked every one of your viewers, hey, write down how much you currently have saved for retirement, the number would be embarrassing. Most people wouldn't even share that right. with anybody else because they don't have savings. Uh, but the ones that take the time to actually create a, and, and here's the reason why we, we have a poor relationship with money. 
we're conditioned from a very early age to have a certain relationship with success and a certain relationship with money, and most of it is broken. Mm. Um, but you get around guys like you. You, you, you join masterminds, you get online, you self-educate, and you realize it's actually pretty simple to create a lot of money very quickly. You just got to shift your psychology when it comes to money. Yeah. And uh, uh, with real estate, and the reason I got into real estate is you can get in with little to no money out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to, let's say, retire, um, average retirement age is probably 60, 61 with health and biohacking and everything going on right now. People are living on average to be about 84 years old. Mm-hmm. At least one member of the family lives to be like 90 something. So you got to somehow come create a lot of money to, to, to live comfortably during retirement age for at least 24 years. Shout out to today's sponsor, Rocket Money. Guys, you ever feel like money's just flying out of your account? Well, this app might be able to help you because there's something called subscriptions that are eating at your bank account every single month. And there's apps you don't know about. Delivery apps, streaming services, you name it. You're probably getting charged a monthly fee by a lot of companies and you don't even know. You can see all your subscriptions in one place on the Rocket Money app and you can cancel all the unwanted subscriptions with one tap They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months and negotiate your bills to be even lower by up to 20%. All you got to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that basically finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions. They help you monitor your spending and they help you lower your bills. Rocket Money has been a great experience for me personally. They've saved me money, um, hundreds of dollars on bills. They were able to go through all of my credit cards, all of my bank statements, see what I was paying for on a monthly basis. And I found a ton of stuff that I don't even use, honestly. I had an Xbox Game Pass that was being charged monthly. I don't even play games. That one was years old. And they also lowered some of my bills. My phone bill and my Wi-Fi bill were pretty high. They were over 150 bucks a month and they were able to cut down on those prices. So all in all, shout out to Rocket Money, great product. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash DSH. That's rocketmoney.com slash DSH. Link will be in the description below. Mm-hmm. On average. If we got to save 3 million bucks, it can feel very overwhelming to somebody who has nothing or very little. Yeah. But if you get into real estate, get into the right money-making vehicle, you can, let's say I flipped a house the other day, we made 80 Gs. It's a lot of money mm-hmm. for a week's worth of work. For sure. You know, what other vehicles can you do that in? You could do that in crypto. You could do that in some online businesses. But the old traditional stuff doesn't apply anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people are stuck is they, they're, they're, they're conditioned to think about things the old way. Yeah. And new money doesn't think like that. Absolutely. And do you think that conditioning about money is done purposely or it's just something that's just so common now? Who knows what's going on? Uh, maybe our parents' fault. Maybe Rockefeller's fault. <laughs> you know, they, 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 they created the schooling system and, and the old way of trying to create people to work in factories. Yeah. It's just not the same anymore, you know? The number one skill set every single person listening that ne- they need to create right now is sales persuasion and influence. Mm-hmm. If you know how to sell, you can make a lot of money very quickly. And I think that was the one thing I leaned in on and I discovered about real estate. In real estate, you never have a money problem. You have a creativity problem. Mm. You have a rapport building problem. You have a understanding how human psychology works challenge. But once I understood, like, look, it's just people. I'm just working with people who are in some form of distress that because we're historically bad savers, all of the money most people have is trapped in the equity of their homes. In the last few years, we've had this historic run-up of equity. Yeah. 
in in homes. You know, in Arizona, our house values doubled. Wow. You know, in two years and probably about three or four years. Yeah, and it's it's it, most people don't have any savings, but they have this equity. And when shit hits the fan, and by the way, can I cuss on here a yeah. little bit? Okay. When 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 it gets tough out there, and somebody finds himself going through a divorce or losing their job or you know medical bills fire damage flood damage any personal issue or house issue and they need money quickly the place they turn to is trying to figure out how to get money out of their house because that's mm. where all their money's trapped right. and that's where a guy like me comes in i show up and i say listen let me show you how to sell quickly for cash and um i just work out a deal with that person and most of the negotiation has nothing to do with the price of the home or uh, the technical side of structuring the deal. Most of it is just, do we like each other? Can we build a relationship? Do you trust me? It's all the human psychology, rapport building stuff. Mm. You, I've had it where I've come right behind somebody who's offered a little bit more money for a house, but they liked me more. Wow. And they sold it to me for less price because they trusted that I was going to do the right thing and get the job done and, and just yeah. take care, care of them throughout the process. That's cool. Most people don't buy real estate with that perspective, I feel like. You know, my mentor, it was a guy named Lyle. He was this old timer, kind of looked like Yoda. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, he, he, he wouldn't let me do anything fancy. Everything was just like, be enthusiastic and be authentic. Mm -hmm. And every time I try to get fancy, and I see guys now, nowadays, they all, they all want to be fancy. They read some book on NLP or something like that. <laughs> and they want to like sh show up and try to be some wizard in sales and psychology. No, just connect with people. Ask open-ended questions. And most of the times when I got real estate deals, I wasn't even really talking about the house or the technical side of real estate. I was talking about their family. I was talking about their life and how they found themselves in this situation. And what would they do differently if they can go back and do it again? Right. And it was all the human stuff. And next thing you know, they're inviting me inside. We're sitting at their kitchen table. They're making me spaghetti. We're hanging out. And next thing you know, they're like, hey, get out your pen. I want to do a deal with you. Yeah. And it's because we connected. And uh, most investors, the number one mistake they make is they, they talk too technical and they try to get at the money part of it first. For sure. It's all a number, like a number on a piece of paper to them. That's it. Yeah. So you've probably tried out tons of different ways to make money in real estate. There's so many ways. Which ways are you a fan of the most? So now I don't consider myself a wholesaler. So I'm known in the industry because I created an education business around it called Clever Investor. We taught people wholesaling because that's how I got started. Mm -hmm. When you have no money, how do you get into the business? You, you wholesale. Are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? Well, click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to about business and life. Click the application link below and here's the episode, guys. Uh, I'm, I then went on to rehabbing, then to developing, then getting out of residential into more commercial projects. So right now, if you ask me, are you a real estate wholesaler? I'd say, no, I'm a real estate expert. Mm. And I think that's what everybody should strive to be is I want to make money from every lead that I generate in the real estate space. So it's ta it takes a long time to develop those skills, but the, f you should start wherever you need to start, but scale as fast and as aggressively as you can to get into commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. Residential made me rich. Commercial made me wealthy. I don't pay taxes because of commercial. Mm. I can make, you know, I, I, I have been building houses for about the last seven years. These really nice, beautiful spec homes. These are like two, three, $4 million homes in Scottsdale, Arizona and that surrounding area. Mm -hmm. 
we'll sell a house. I just sold one. I made 700 grand. Damn. I sold another one. I made 400 grand. I sold another one. I made 350, 250, whatever. These are decent numbers, right? I'm building out one hard street corner right now. That's a five and a half acre parcel. We subdiv- we went through the entitlement process, subdivided it into four parcels, mm-hmm. sold off one to a hotel chain. They pre-bought it, sold off one to a, a gas station company. They pre-bought it. And then I'm going to build like a fast food restaurant and a fast food uh, or a fast um, uh, coffee shop type mm-hmm. place. I'll make $8 million on that project. Wow. That's taken me about 16 months to 18 months to do that project, to do the house that I just made $300,000 on takes the same amount of time. So what I tell people in the beginning is get in where you got, wherever you can, mm-hmm. learn those skills to make a quick buck, but your eye should be how fast can I get to commercial? Wow. And we were talking right before we started, I didn't pay taxes last year Yeah. because I bought one commercial building and I wrote off almost $2 million in taxes from that one purchase. Insane. Where else can you do that? I can't think of anything else <laughs> other than buying a jet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, the, if you get into the right asset, and this is why I love the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, it was the first time in my life I ever heard of assets and li- liabilities. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they don't teach us stuff in school, and they should. Uh, nothing is more important than the sales persuasion influence training and understanding just basic financial literacy. Yeah. And if you get into the right asset, and I love residential, but the right asset is commercial. Dude, I love this because there's so many people that say real estate's a bad way to make money fast, but you're proving them wrong. I mean, those people don't know what the f*** they're talking about. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that yeah. they treat it as like a wealth preservation. But if you know what you're doing, like you, you can make money pretty quickly. I mean, think about it. My first deal that I ever did, I made $40,000 on. Mm-hmm. I drove a piece of f- Nissan pickup truck. I had negative $30,000 in credit card debt, and I looked like I was 15 years old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I said earlier, in real estate, in creative real estate, you don't have a money problem. You have a creativity problem. Mm. That's it. And so the number one thing you got to do if you want to get into this game is, first off, winners invest in themselves. You got to get the education so you can learn the language of creative real estate investing. And there's a lot of ways to make money right now. Think about what's happened the last few years since we had historically low interest rates. 53% of every house in America refinanced in like a two or three year period Mm. into a 4% mortgage or less. So that means there's millions of homes out there with beautiful financing structure, really low interest rates for 30 years. This is beautiful debt. Now interest rates are what? Seven, five, eight. Eight percent. We may never see two, three, four percent mortgages again in our lifetimes. I don't know. Wow. But I'll tell you this. In an 8% interest rate environment, one of the number one skills somebody getting into this business should focus on is a concept called a subject to and a concept called a wraparound mortgage. Mm. If you can learn how to creatively take over somebody's house where they sell you the house and they leave their mortgage left in place Mm -hmm. for you to just step in and start making those payments, why would you ever trade bad debt for good debt? If I want to buy real estate right now, I'm going after the millions of homes out there that have a two, 3% mortgage on them. I'm going to, with data, we have softwares out there with AI built into them. It makes it very easy to identify all those homeowners and their contact information. We can skip trace them. We can pick up the phone from the comfort of our own home and call them real quick and just say, hey, if you were to get a top dollar offer, mm-hmm. I might even overpay for your house right now. And I can even ask the question, do you think the, the market's going to go down over the next few years? It's tough to say. I don't know. Most people would say, yeah. 
If you ask the average American right now, do you have a positive outlook on the economy or a negative outlook on the negative. economy? Negative. They're going to say negative. Right. And, you know, when I talk to friends of mine like Robert Kiyosaki and I say, what's going to happen over the next few years? You know, he's a, he's a big pessimist, right? So he's yeah, like, yeah. we're going to have a three times crash. We're going to have a <laughs> stock market crash. We're going to have a currency crash. We're going to have a real estate crash. And in some way, I do agree with him. If you look at what's happening, there's, there's a high probability we're going to have a major pullback in real estate over the, at least the next 12 months. Mm. The only breaks on that concept might be the election. If Trump gets elected. We need to have a Republican elected. Like, I, I don't even want to get political because I don't really care what side of the aisle you're on. We need to pump oil and we need to have a Republican elected if we want the economy to rebound and the real estate. If you're in real estate, you should be voting Republican. Right. Period. Even people in Cali? Especially people in Cali. <laughs> they, they're crazy not to. Look, at, look, you want more of the same? Keep doing what we're doing. You want to shift back into... You can't even go there without getting robbed now. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, since it's ridiculous. I, we were walking around with security guards. Yeah. In West Hollywood, because you wear a watch there, you're done. Stepping over human in the middle of a sidewalk and homelessness everywhere. You got you got an eight million dollar, ten million dollar beautiful mansion. Can you imagine finally making it in life and you buy yourself this beautiful home of your dreams? And right across the street is a homeless encampment, and you can't touch their because if you do, you'll go to jail. Crazy. It's wild. It's nuts. I would never live there, man. Um, but if you ask the normal person, do you think the market's going to go down? They'll say yes. So if I'm talking to a homeowner, I say, look, wouldn't you want to sell for above asking price right now and lock in your profits? Because over the next 12 months, 24 months, it's probably going to go down in value. I'll be a sucker. I'll overpay for your house. Yeah. Because from my perspective, it's all it's, I'm either buying on cash or terms, mm -hmm. right? Most people think about a real estate negotiation around price. Right? I, want to, I want to pay the lowest amount possible for an investment property. In most cases, that's true, unless I get great terms. If I can step into a 2 or 3% mortgage locked in for the next 30 years with inflation high and low, good debt low, over a long period of time, inflation erodes debt. Mm. So what people don't understand mathematically, and this is what the hedge funds get, and this is why they're smart, and they went out and bought one-fifth of every home in America. I saw that. Because they, they used borrowed money at low interest rates to go buy a great asset like real estate that cash flows yeah. and then allowed inflation, which was at the time 8%, to just erode the debt over a long period of time. And uh, the only way, let me back up. The First off, we want to get as many of those houses as possible. So the gold rush is finding those homes with good debt and figuring out a way to take over the payments on them we're in with creative finance. You don't have to qualify. We're not going to a bank. Mm -hmm. We're not doing a personal guarantee. We're not using our credit. We're just working out a deal directly with the homeowner to have them step out, leave their mortgage in place, us step in, start making payments. We're not assuming the loan. We're just making payments on the loan. Right. It's very creative, but it's been going, this isn't something new. People have been doing this since like the seventies. Mm. Now with that being said, the only way out of this show is to pump oil. If we start pumping oil, you'll see the whole money machine kick back in. The stock market will rage. The yeah. real estate market will So we stopped right now pumping it? Well, I mean, get the Keystone pipeline back up and operational, and we'll, we'll be good to go. But we're, we're definitely not doing what we were doing. Definitely not. I mean, those, those yeah. days where houses were going up 100K a day a couple of years ago. We're, yeah, we're seeing the death of the middle class right now. Yeah, the gap is getting wider.
and it yeah it's designed to do that yeah think about it the 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 people closest to the source and creation of the money get the best borrowing terms the people furthest away from wall street and the banks get the worst borrowing terms this is the wealth gap right poor, mm. poor people are over here they're scrambling just to figure out how to survive they don't get very good borrowing terms ask any poor person say walk into a bank and ask them for a line of credit yeah you're gonna tell them no me i go into any bank they're like how much do you want right because i have a lot of assets they mm. want they're throwing money at me trying to get me to borrow money from them mm. and so you know if we're turning into a renter nation. I saw a clip with Grant Cardone the other day where he was talking about, you know, average rents are whatever, 18, 1700 bucks, but the average mortgage in America is 4,000. Hmm. Why would you ever buy when rent is actually cheaper than home ownership? Yeah, that's a big gap. They want you to become a renter. Corporations eventually are going to own half of all residential real estate in America. Jeez. Yeah, JP Morgan owns a ton of it, right? If you own, if, if if you're a corporation, and I'm talking about the big ones, the Vanguards, the Black Rocks, Blackstones, if if they control all the real estate, and billionaires control the farmland, do they control your vote? Most likely, yes. It seems like where it's heading to. Seems like it's almost by design. Mm. Yeah, we'll get. <laughs> we keep talking about that. <laughs> yeah, we 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 are not. Yeah. <laughs> You guys ever see me myself? That wasn't me. Um, speaking of Kiyosaki, good friend of yours, I see clips of him getting rid of all of his cash. He's buying metals. He's buying real estate. How do you handle your cash? Are you trying to get rid of it ASAP also? Um, I'm not trying to get rid of it. I actually have been stockpiling it lately because I do believe the market's going to go down okay. and I'm ready to pounce and, and take advantage of good opportunities. Um, be, being a real estate guy, being a developer, I have six or seven large commercial projects being developed right now that take a lot of money. So I always deploy a lot of my money as fast as I get it into my own projects. Mm -hmm. If I was just the normal average American, I would as fast as possible, I would work two jobs, three jobs. I would have extreme urgency to save up as much money as I can right now. So that way I can invest it as fast as possible. I do agree with that concept of like cash is devaluing. So put it into hard assets I don't necessarily agree with some of the things he says. I don't want a bunch of silver coins. Like, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I would put it into the right real estate projects. And if you're not a real estate expert, I'd cozy up next to some that have really great projects. And I put my money into those projects. Mm -hmm. um, Did you have a real estate mentor? Because I know you were in the Navy and you were broke coming out. Did you have some guidance? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It took, I, I was hardheaded in the beginning. You got to go back to 2003. We didn't have the internet net with all the information like we do today we didn't have social media mm -hmm. i used to read little ads in the backs of newspapers and then fly to real estate seminars to try to learn the game much easier today than it was back then but yeah i, I went nine months on my own trying to do real estate didn't do a single deal hmm. so i mean imagine that and you mentioned this at the beginning of this conversation it's like how long did you go without making money in this podcast seven months Okay, I went nine months no, not making money in real estate, racking up about 30 grand in credit card debt before I finally quit real estate. Mm. And I quit for about four months before I went to one final real estate seminar and I met a guy named Lyle, Lyle Wall. And he was my first real estate mentor. And this is why I tell people all the time, successful people have certain core traits that almost every one of my successful friends have. Mm -hmm. And one of those is they invest in themselves and they stick to commitments that they make to themselves. 
when I got to that real estate seminar, I, at the lunch break, I went and met this old man named Lyle at the bar. And through about a 40-minute conversation, I realized instantly he, he was the missing link. Mm. You are one relationship away from a major breakthrough. And I knew instantly I needed a mentor because I tried it for so long on my own and failed miserably, and I was too hard-headed to ask for help. So now I was surrendering and saying, I need help, dude. And he hit me with some crazy I said, I said, will you be my real estate mentor? You're super wise. You, you're very successful. Just the conversation, I learned so much more than all the $30,000 worth of books and tapes and courses I bought so far. Right. Like, how do I get more proximity to you? And he said, I, said, I, I don't want to mentor you. You don't have what it takes. Dang. And I'm like, F- you, dude. Yeah, like in my mind. I'm like thinking, <laughs> yes, I do. What are you talking about? I- I'll do anything. And he's like, you, you're not willing to do anything. I said, I will do anything. He said, you're not willing to do anything. People talk a big game. They all give me the lip service. I promise you, you'll fail. And it pissed me off. And I was like, dude, I will do anything to get mentored by you. And he said, okay. If you really mean those words, three things. Thing number one, and this is on a, on a Friday. He goes, thing number one. You show up here with $10,000 and $5 bills by tomorrow at 10 a.m. You're going to give me that money. That's your entry fee for me to pay attention to you. Hmm. Thing number two, do you like baseball? And I said, yeah, I guess. Not, not really, but whatever. Okay, <laughs> yeah. And he goes, just like baseball, three strikes and you're out. If I don't like you for any reason, you talk back, you're weird, and any, <laughs> you don't do anything, I give you a strike. By the third one, you're fired. I'm like, Okay. All right, so got it, 10K and $5 bills, and I already know my personality. I'm totally going to get three strikes like in the first week. Okay, what's, I was like, humor me. What's the third one? He said, the third one is simple. The first deal you do, the first big deal you do, I will give you 100% of whatever you make. From that deal forward, as long as I'm in your life, I get to choose what I keep, and I get to choose what you keep. Mm. So imagine me, I'm, I'm now... 14 months into trying to do the deal. I did nine months, quit. I, was, I went and got a job as a bookkeeper for four. Then I go to the seminar and I meet this crazy guy. Yeah. What would you do in that situation? You hadn't done a deal yet. You have no money. You look like you're 15. You drive a car. Yeah. And this old guy saying, pay me, don't up, and I'll determine what you make and I make. That's tough, man. But you have no other choice. So you did it, didn't you? I mean, obviously it worked out, right? <laughs> obviously I'm sitting here, Wait, but fives, though? thousands of real estate deals later and, and my brands and my companies have made hundreds of millions of dollars because of that one decision to bet on myself. Yeah. Successful people bet on themselves. And so I figured out a way to come up with the money. This is why I hate when people are like, why do you charge for information? Why do you charge for education? Why do you charge for that mentorship program? Why do you charge for that mastermind? It's like, there is a cost to entry to be around other winners. You paid, what, $100,000? Yeah, just to, for one mastermind. To be in our mastermind. $100,000. That, that emotional process to put yourself through, yeah. to cut that check is- And a- that was half my net worth at the time because I was 21, just starting. And it ended up making me $10 million. And that's how we met. Yeah. And that's how we met because you showed up and you got in a room full of 100 other winners that all paid hundred grand, and we were all there to do the same thing, support each other and dominate. Exactly. And so I made the call and I, I said, I'm going to prove this guy wrong. I'm going to prove to myself I could do this and I'm going to prove this guy wrong. I'm going to be the outlier. I'm going to be one of the ones that makes it, just like Ed Milet does his speech, the one. I wanted to be the one. No, nobody in my family was ever rich. We'd never have been millionaires. And by age 28, because of that one fateful decision, I made my first million. By 30, I became a multimillionaire. I retired my parents that same year. Wow. 
Yeah. That's amazing, man. Do you still give him a cut? So the end of that story is kind of funny because I, the first deal I, I mentioned, I made 40 grand on, I was making 34 grand a year as a bookkeeper. And now mm-hmm. all of a sudden I, I made 40 grand on one deal that took me about a week to pull together. Yeah. I quit my job that day <laughs> and I started doing real estate and it's funny. And I, I will tell you this, the distance between deal zero and deal one is for me longer than the distance between deal one and deal two. I started condensing time, then right. deal two and three condensing time, three and four. All of a sudden you wake up since the day I met Lyle, it took me 12 full months from the day I met him. I made $1.3 million on my tax returns. First time ever in my life. I stared at a tax return and I went, Oh my God. I made $1.3 million wholesaling real estate. My next thought was, oh my God, I'm so f***ed because I didn't pay a single dollar in taxes. <laughs> and I now have a $600,000 tax bill. Yeah. And I was just dying inside because I had to figure out a way to figure that out. Good good business lesson. Took me four years. No one pay, teaches you taxes, man. Yeah, it's funny. People ask me, didn't Lyle warn you about that? Yeah, he did. I didn't listen. <laughs> he kept saying, Cody, you got to own real estate to get the tax benefits of real estate. You're just a transactional guy making money from real estate. Right. So anyway, fast forward. The next two or three years, Lyle was in my corner. And every year, he took a little bit more and a little bit more mm-hmm. and a little bit more for me, a little bit more. And finally, one day, he overreached. And I did a deal where I barely even, I think I talked to him for two seconds and then I went and did this deal and we probably made whatever, 12 grand, 14 grand on the deal. He handed me a thousand bucks and kept all the rest. Mm. And I got pissed. I was like, Lyle, you, you're an dude. I have made you a fortune. I made you millions of dollars. I've been your number one star pupil. I proved you wrong. Look at me. I'm the man. Like I'm in real estate and you're just a like you, you overreached on this one. I can't believe you would take advantage of me. And I'm just yelling at him and yelling at him. And finally I got to a point, I was like, you know what? I don't want to work with you anymore. Like, this is ridiculous for you to treat me this way. Mm. This is exactly what he did. <laughs> he just starts clapping. And I'm like, I'm like looking at him all puzzled. I'm like, what, what's your, what are you doing? And he goes, finally, finally, finally. He goes, do you know I've been squeezing you out of profits for the last 12 months trying to get you to this moment where you finally throw in the towel and stop using me as a crutch in your business? You've been ready to go out on your own for a long time now, but you were too scared to make the call. And so instead of me pushing you out of the nest and telling you I'm pushing you out of the nest, I just allowed you to discover that you have been ready for a long time. Wow. That was the last day I did a deal with Lyle. That's insane. Did he give you all the money back? No. No, he kept all the money. Are you kidding me? No. But it was a great lesson. And look, there's, there's something out there called the Socratic method of learning. And I really believe in it. It's been something I learned from him and I have, have adopted in all of the way I teach, both online and with my mentoring students, mm-hmm. is a great teacher allows the student to discover the truth. If I talk, this is the problem with formal education. If I talk directly to a kid and I just tell them how it is, they don't internalize it. But if I ask them open-ended questions to allow them to tell me how it is, mm. even though I led them there, I motivationally interviewed them there, once they say it, it's real to them. Yeah. And that's, that's what powerful. Lyle did to me. And that's what public school does wrong. They just teach you stuff without actually letting the kids speak up. And it's all memorization. Multiple choice, memorization. Yeah. It's all BS. And this is why I, uh, uh, life hack for all you young guys, uh, just in fifth or sixth period, become the... Uh, 
the main office aide and steal the test results <laughs> and then sell them on the side. That's you what know. you did? Oh, hell yeah. That's how I passed every math class in, <laughs> oh, in, in grade school and high school. Well, Cody, it's been fun, man. Anything you want to promote or uh, talk about? Uh, no, listen, um, if you want to get into creative real estate in any way, shape, or form, you could go to fliphousesbook.com. It's a free ebook uh, that I put together. I've had um, over about 110,000 students come through my programs. I created hundreds of millionaires. I don't even know how, how many thousand heirs. But it's been a, an honor to serve and teach other people just how the real estate game works. And that's a great place to start. You know, it's free education. And if you want to hang out with me, I'm at Clever Investor on all social Love it. Cody's the real deal, guys. There's a lot of BS guys in the real estate space, but you've done it yourself, man. So I admire that. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for watching, guys. I'll see you tomorrow.